Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli. And welcome back to the show, and thanks for listening. You know, I've been getting uh, emails for the past three or four weeks because I have been offline, as they say. And I have to apologize to my listeners. It's uh, It's been a while since I've put an episode out, and I do apologize. And I've been getting emails from people saying, hey, you know, I'm having podcast withdrawals. What's happened? You know, are you, are you, are you okay? Well, the truth is that I have actually been out of town for the last four weeks or so. Um, truth be told, my father passed away on February 2nd, and he's been suffering for quite a long time. Uh, he uh, had lung cancer, and the last six or seven months have been rather difficult on him. The last two months have been exceptionally hard, and you know I just tried to spend as much time as, as I could with him. You know, my father was a, a great man. He was very compassionate and respectful and unselfish. He always put family first. Uh, you know, I've had people tell me that my father gave me a beautiful gift, and that's his temperament. And, you know, you, you, you learn a lot from your parents, and you get your values from your parents, you know, whether it be trust, honesty, and just having integrity. You know, these are the things I learned from my parents. And my father was an amazing person who really touched a lot of people unknowingly. So these values that I got from my parents and my father, you know, I, I implement those in my own life and, and I pass those on through, you know, my business and just being open and honest and transparent and, 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 and trustful with people. But the reason I'm sharing this with you, uh, aside from the fact that I just haven't been available or in a frame of mind to put any episodes out for the last three or four weeks is because in looking back, um, I went to visit my father who lives out of town, a three-hour flight from where I live here in Southern California. Uh, every month, I, I would go visit him for seven, eight days at a time and spend the majority of my time with him in the hospital. And I would do that every month. And I've been doing that for... Uh, the last seven months consistently. So when I look back, the reason I was able to do that, the reason I was able to spend all that time visiting my father uh, is because of real estate. You know, it, it, the business and the investment of real estate has given me the freedom to travel and visit with him and spend the time. It, it's all about that freedom. You know, it's not just about the cash, but it's about the time. Fortunately, I had the time to go and visit with him. And I'm glad I did because I was there right to the very end. So, you know, the message I have for you is that a lot of us, you know, love what we do, but there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have a job that they don't necessarily care for all that much. And even if they do love it, you know, you're kind of married to the occupation or, or your career and, you know, it's a nine to five type of thing. And, and that's all well and fine. I mean, I, I love what I do and I know a lot of people love what they do, but but what happens if you, uh, you know, if you have an accident or or a sick family member and you need to go and spend time with them? You know, are you going to be able to do that? Do you have the the time freedom to do that? You know, that's my goal for you is is really to help bring you, our listeners, to a point where you have financial freedom and time freedom, and it's a wonderful feeling to be able to do that. So. 
that's the purpose of this podcast. And, and the reason we have our, our real estate business is to help real estate investors or, or new investors to build up their, uh, their, their portfolio and their income to the point where they have financial freedom and time freedom. Anyway, uh, that's all I'll say about that. I just wanted to apologize to everybody for being uh, disconnected for a while. And now you know the reason why. So today, what I thought I'd do just to kind of get back on the bandwagon here is to go over two or three questions that I have received from uh, listeners who have submitted questions via our website at PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com and uh, just go over those real quick. So the first one is uh, from Ray. His question is, what's the best way to get started in real estate? The best way to get started and really the starting point for virtually everything is education. You need to educate yourself. And that doesn't mean getting a degree or a PhD. It means building up enough financial education that you know what you're looking at, what you need to do, what you need to do your research on, the right questions to ask, understanding what people say when you're talking to them, whether it's a mortgage broker or a real estate agent or anybody else for that matter. It's always good to educate yourself. You know, you look at a guy like Warren Buffett. He reads about 800 pages a day. He actually carves out time in his schedule every single day to learn about something new, something that will help him get ahead financially or get ahead in in life. And, you know, he has said it's good to learn from your mistakes, but it's better to learn from other people's mistakes. Well, people who have written books and reports and put out podcasts or write articles, whether in magazines or on blogs, Um, you know, they've made their mistakes. They've gone through the trials and tribulations. They have the experience to have gotten them to where they are from where they got started. So, you know, educate yourself, build up that financial education. You know, when we go to school, we get academic education. If you get into a trade or you learn some sort of specialized profession, you have professional education. But, you know, the thing that we don't get in school um, at least not in the majority of schools here in America, is is financial education. It's not something that's really taught in school. So educate yourself on what you want to learn and keep educating yourself because you'll get much further ahead faster and you'll be far more successful. So that's really the starting point when it comes to starting in real estate. But you never stop learning. And you don't need to get into a mode of analysis paralysis where You constantly feel that you haven't learned enough to be able to take the next step. Learn enough so you can take another step and move towards whatever that next step may be. And that next step might be wholesaling. Maybe that's a place to start where you don't need a lot of money. You're really just finding deals out there that other real estate investors will buy from you. So you're just controlling real estate, putting something under contract at the right price so another investor can come along and they can purchase that from you. It's really just an assignment of contract where they're paying you a fee to take that real estate investment deal off your hands. And that's where a lot of investors start, is they just start wholesaling, usually within their own neighborhood or somewhere within their own city. But from there, the next place to go, or another starting point, is really just purchasing rent-ready properties or turnkey properties like what we sell. And, you know, at that point, it's it's a virtually hassle-free investment. And really, the bottom line there is if you have the cash and credit to acquire um, rent-ready or turnkey properties, you're good to go. As long as you've got a 20% down payment, in most cases, and the credit to qualify, um, you're set. I mean, it's just a matter of picking your market, picking your neighborhood, picking your property, 
and adding that next property to your portfolio. And last but not least, you know, you could partner if you're not in a position to do that, you could partner with someone where they bring the cash and you have the credit or vice versa, or you can just start acquiring the distressed properties using hard money, fixing them and flipping them. You will need some capital to do that. Um, but you know, if you've got friends and family that's willing to partner with you or fund you, you could, uh, do that as long as you have the time, uh, without your own, uh, your own cash, your own capital. So those are my, you know, 30,000 foot level comments on how to get started with real estate. Um, you know, you could ask a bunch of people this question, you'll get slightly different answers, but you know, the starting point is always knowing what you're going to do, educating yourself and then start with the lowest hanging fruit for you, whether that's wholesaling or buying turnkey property or partnering or flipping with someone. Um, all right. So the next question comes from Sean. Uh, Sean was asking about the do on sale clause. He, uh, he writes, I own a couple of properties. My wife and I have purchased them in our name and then transferred the deed to our LLC. I have heard of mortgage companies wanting full payment because of the deed transfer. We do not have the resources to pay off a mortgage on demand. I am leery to be buying other properties because of this. Well, we get this question from time to time. And there's a lot of misunderstanding out there about the due on sale clause. First of all, what is the due on sale clause? Well, it's simply this. Most, if not all, mortgage documents have what's called or referred to as a due on sale clause. And that says that the lender has the right to accelerate the loan, in other words, to demand full payment of the loan immediately, due and payable, if you sell the property or transfer the property for any reason. Well, the fact is, is if you're going to sell the property, you know, the title company is going to obviously pay off your, your liens, your first and second, maybe third lien, whatever is on the property first before you get any kind of disbursement. But if you transfer the property from your name to your LLC, the lender has the right and may accelerate that loan. Now, in practice, in the real world, this rarely happens. And I'm not saying it never has happened in the last 12, 12 and a half years that I've been in real estate. I've never heard of it happening to anybody that I know. I've never seen it happen. And I know that a lot of investors will buy and transfer their properties into their LLC or into their trust or whatever vehicle they're, you know, they're holding their property. The, the truth of the matter is, is that the lender does have the right, but the probability of that happening is virtually zero. Um, you know, you have a legal right to transfer your property into a trust. A trust is by law uh, allowed and, and cannot be uh, called on by the lender. The lender has no right to accelerate the loan if you put your property into a land trust. So back in 1982, an act was passed called the Garn St. Germain Act. And what this allows people to do is transfer title into a trust and it prevents the lender from enforcing the due on sale clause. So as long as it's in a revocable trust, it effectively prevents the lender from accelerating the loan. So for people who want to avoid this due on sale clause, or at least the potential risk of, of having the note accelerated, you can transfer title into a revocable trust. And you, of course, are the beneficiary or your LLC is the beneficiary, however you want to set that up. But you have the legal right to transfer title into your own revocable trust. And that cannot be touched by the lender. It cannot be accelerated. You have the legal right to do that. So, you know, again, I have not seen in 12 plus years 
any instance where a lender has called a note due. If you have your mortgage current and you pay your mortgage every month and there's no red flags that go up on the lender's end, then you really shouldn't have an issue. I think it's just that simple. So I think a lot of investors maybe get concerned about this. They hear about it and they start to wonder, uh, you know, if I'm doing something wrong or if I'm going to trigger something with the lender. I really don't think you have too much to worry about. I'm not an attorney and, you know, I'm not suggesting that you do something that you shouldn't do. But the bottom line is that uh, the probability of a due on sale clause being called is very small. And if you are current on your mortgage and the lender's getting paid every month, you know, you should be fine. But, you know, consult an attorney who understands revocable trusts, land trusts, and uh, you can set up uh, the infrastructure, which is essentially a trust to protect yourself from that. Uh, Bill writes in, Uh, He says, I am 69 years old and will be facing federal minimum required disbursements from my IRA and 401k in the next 18 months. What are some of the exit strategies to consider from IRA funded real estate to be in compliance with the federal government's minimum required disbursements? All right. Well, this is a good question. Um, I am not an IRA expert, but I do understand, you know, the IRA and 401k vehicle and, and how it applies to real estate. Uh, what I will say is this. Um, the federal government has what is effectively called the RMD, the required minimum distributions, and you must take distributions from your retirement account once you reach the age of 70 and a half years old. Um, there are a few minor exceptions to that, but generally speaking, you need to start making withdrawals. Now, if you have real estate in your retirement account along with cash, then there's not an issue, at least not initially. You can uh, make the minimum required distribution from your retirement account and leave the real estate intact. However, the day will come, probably sooner than later, where you will need to liquidate those hard assets within your IRA. So you need to convert those into cash so you can take the cash out and make those distributions. If you're working with a particular custodian or or administrator of your retirement account, they may suggest or even require you to liquidate, you know, any hard assets that you have in there, whether it be precious metals or real estate or whatnot. But the process is simple. I mean, it's just the reverse of what you did to acquire the real estate within your retirement account. Now all you're doing is you're selling that real estate that's within your retirement account. And so what happens is is that real estate will be sold and the net proceeds from that sale will be transferred back into your account and that just becomes cash and that cash is now accessible to you and you you know you make your minimum withdrawal or or you could withdraw more. Uh, But retirement plan participants and IRA owners, like including SEP IRAs and simple IRAs, they're all responsible for taking your minimum distribution on time every year from your account. Otherwise, you face penalties. And I, I don't know what those penalties are, but they're supposedly pretty stiff. So you want to follow the rules. And if you've got a retirement account and you're 70 and a half or older, just make those distributions. All right. Well, those are the three questions that I'm going to cover for today. I wanted to keep it brief. Um, I'm going to try and get back on a regular schedule starting next week. And if you have any questions, you know, don't hesitate to contact our office, talk to one of our investment counselors. You know, we could talk to you about markets or or strategy. If you, in fact, if you want, you know, we offer a free uh, strategy session. If you're thinking about investing in real estate or you're just not sure where to start, uh, give one of our investment counselors a call. That's what we're here for. We're happy to help. 
And um, of course, you know, many of you know already that we have a free report. You can download the ultimate guide to passive real estate investing. Go ahead and download that. It's, it's a good primer. And um, there's also some more advanced stuff in there too. And take advantage of the free strategy session. Remember to subscribe if you're listening to this podcast for the first time or, or you've been listening to it for a while and you haven't subscribed, just hit that subscribe button and you'll just get automatic updates every week. Uh, last but not least, our Keep Calm and Invest On coffee mug. Uh, love to send you one if you're a regular listener. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Just shoot an email over to reviews at noradarealestate.com and Make sure you leave your address in there so we know where to send the mug. But uh, just leave that rating review on iTunes and we will drop a new mug in the mail for you. Um, that iTunes review helps us spread the word. So we really appreciate your feedback. Anyway, um, that's it for today. I appreciate your time. Again, apologize for the delay. Thank you for your patience. Um, I love having you as a loyal listener and we love doing the show. So you have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for a roadmap to financial freedom? If so, we have a solution for you. Narada Real Estate is offering a limited number of free strategy sessions to help you get out of the rat race. Learn how you can create wealth and build monthly passive income. To set up a time with one of our knowledgeable investment counselors, simply go to naradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.